I personally think it's a really smart idea to bring someone in so that the work continues because you're at a critical point in your business. And in order to give the renovation the love it deserves in terms of keeping it on track, it would take you away from that. It would take you away from earnings. So I think it's quite smart to assign that money to the management of the project, provided you can get someone that's competent. You're listening to the She Renovates podcast. You're listening to She Renovates, the podcast for women who want to renovate to create an income and a life they love. Hello, hello, everyone. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. So James is kicking off a reno in his own home, and he said yesterday that he wanted to get together to review the quote that he had for the bathrooms. And so I thought, why don't we do it live? Because I think that this is something that a lot of people sort of are faced with. They get a quote and they really don't know what to do with it. So that's what we're going to do with the anticipation that you'll get loads of value out of this exercise. So, James, firstly, let's talk about what your big plan is for your reno, why you're doing it, and now what your strategy at this point is. Yep, sure. So you may remember, it's now a few years ago, I think, that you and Seaman came over and when I went to talk about my reno, because even longer than that, I remember being on a webinar of yours and you said, some people have left their run too late. And I put my hand up for in terms of money for retirement and all that sort of thing. That resonated so deeply with me and it still does. So fast forward to the meeting and I remember exactly where you were sitting on my sofa and you said to me, and my apartment is a very nice top floor apartment, walk up in Bondi, I've got glimpses of the ocean, 10 minutes walk to the station and 12 minutes to the beach. So I'm in a great location and it's already increased in value and I have been planning to do renovation for a few years now. So I've been dragging my feet, but I've also been getting on with other stuff of my career and business. So I have a good excuse, apparently. Now, you said to me, because at that stage I had a, an IKEA kitchen session, I had a plan, I kind of knew what my flat pack would be. And you said to me, James, I don't think you're maximizing the value of your property by leaving the kitchen where it was. And at that point, I fell off my chair. And because the kitchen is the kitchen, of course, but as I'm learning through the school of renovating, things aren't always as they seem or they don't have to be. And so you said, why don't you move the kitchen and then you pointed to exactly where I'm sitting now and having the kitchen located in this spot, which is in the living room, but to one side. And so after I picked myself up and I thought about it for a few days, I was really excited. And what I did, a, I went on to realestate.com.au and I looked, because the idea would be that the, the kitchen would become my study, which is where I'm sitting now instead of in the living room. But really it can be a pseudo third bedroom in terms of the value of the property. 
maybe a little small, but I think we can make it work when it comes time to sell. The difference between a two-bedroom and a three-bedroom apartment in Bondi on the real estate site is $400,000. Just Can I just jump in there? I've just gone in and had a look now. Two-bedroom, 1275 value. This is median price. Yeah. And three bedroom one eight two five, so that's closer to six hundred thousand. There you go. Yeah. Now, even if I don't get that full uptake, being a, a, like a full third bedroom, there's a couple of hundred thousand dollars in uplift just by that conversion. Yeah. Let alone the renovation, which is what I want to do. Now, moving on with my renovation, I've already, as we've done on this podcast before. I've renovated the common areas of our apartment building, so it's a major upgrade. I love coming home and walking up my stairs every day. It's just such a transformation. And this weekend, we've got a working bee of all the apartment owners, which is really cool. But I have to get around to my own apartment. And I have the big vision that moving the kitchen requires removing a wall, and it's quite a big project. And... Quite honestly, with where I'm up to with my business, I just, it's too big a project for me to do in all in one go. I definitely need to do two bathrooms. And so that's what I came to is let's get going. Let's do two bathrooms. And even though I could manage the project myself, I feel like I've got the skills now that I've been learning with you and I could find the trades. In fact, I've got all of the trades that I would need already because I've kind of built those relationships. Again, it comes back to my capacity to manage the project, take time out of my business. So as serendipity happens, which was another topic of a podcast I was on with you and Amelie, I was at a local coffee shop and some coffee shop friends of ours were there and one of them, well, one's a builder and the husband's a builder and the wife is a renovator. And and they said, we've got a builder friend. He could come and look at your place to do your bathrooms. So within a couple of days, there he was, he turned up. And so he's now given me a quote, which is a topic of this conversation. So it's a long introduction. But the idea of this quote is he would be the all-in-one builder, which I know you generally don't advocate. But in this case, that's what I want to talk about because I think I'm actually quite keen on this idea of not being the overall project manager, even though I know I have to be involved. So that's my background. Yeah, great. And I think, to be honest with you, whatever the project you're doing, you need to tailor the approach to where you are in life, what your capacity is, And rather than like doing without your beautiful bathrooms, I personally think it's a really smart idea to bring someone in. So I personally think it's really smart to bring someone in so that the work continues because you're at a critical point in your business. And in order to give the renovation the love it deserves in terms of keeping it on track, it would take you away from that. It would take you away from earnings. So I think it's quite smart to assign that money to the management of the project, provided you can get someone that's competent and to do it. And so, yeah, so we will... Well, the other aspect which is kind of relevant to this is that my brother who lives in a neighbouring suburb 
is going away for six weeks and departing on the 15th of August. So I've had it in my mind that would be the day, if I can make it happen, that the demolishers arrive. I move out, they start demolishing on the 15th of August, and that can happen. Because if I have to live through a renovation and two bathrooms, it's either going to be really inefficient and expensive where I do in one of those homes. So this builder, I said, I want it to start on the 15th of August, and my brother's away for six weeks. And he came back with a quote, which we're going to discuss, and said, I can start on the 15th of August, and it'll be done in six weeks. Awesome. That is awesome. The ducks are certainly aligning for you. Now, let's get to the quote. So the first thing that I would do is compare the quote with the scope. Did you do a scope of work for the builder? Well, I actually have got very substantial scope and I have fully done architect drawings, which I gave him. All the measurements are done highly accurately. Everything is spec. And right. so I don't have I don't have my fingertips, and I didn't give it to him, the scope exactly, but it's all in the drawings, really, okay. even though I did get a list at the time. Okay, well, at, that's fine. In fact, when you're working with the builder, that is the way to do it, to give them the drawings and then they create their scopes. But you need to know that basically that they know the scope of the job and I'm assuming the drawings show tile heights and so on? Everything, yeah. Like one of the ideas that you gave me was to, for the toilets, was to have them an in-wall system and so they build out the wall to put the wall system in. And above that wall would be tiles. The other thing that I talked to the builder about is that when I do this, the kitchen, the moving the kitchen, I will need water and waste access via the bathroom. So we will be, we will be putting the, the piping in through the wall. So when it comes time to the kitchen, I won't have to break any walls or we'll be done. It would just be yeah. kind of sealed off and full access. So and they know that. I mean, the thing is they've quoted on is a labour cost. And yeah. as you said, I'm probably going to be up for another 10000 on top of their quote for yeah. the shower screens, bathtubs, vanity, that sort of stuff, yeah. um, which I think is a reasonable figure. Yeah. But they've quoted remo- the demolition, the removing of the bathtub, removing the old shower screens, vanities, toilets, all the wall accessories, floor tiles, wall tiles, doing the levelling, and then, of course, doing the screening and sealing and waterproofing, and then tiling and putting everything back together. So that's what they've quoted so far. And I haven't discussed it with them because I was waiting for this conversation. Okay, okay. Okay, so the first thing comment that I could make looking at this quote is there is no builder's licence number on it, which is probably not for a bathroom is not a like a massive issue because there's no... He's fully licensed. Okay, so you you want his builder's licence so you can do some due diligence. Yep. So that's good. The next thing is though... He has been quite specific on some things and not on others. So it says removal of old bathtub, removal of 
old shower screen, vanities, toilets. So with the removal of the bathtub, he's not actually mentioned the structure around it. You would assume that it did include the structure around the bathtub because it's an inset one. Removal of wall accessories, removal of filing. So he's pretty much included the basics of the bathroom. Yeah. But then when it comes to what he's putting back in, hasn't really been overly specific. So level and render of walls, level and screening of floors, yes. Waterproofing, one coat of primer, two coats of waterproofing. And then tiling walls and floors. I would like to see some quantities in there, like that he's worked out how many square metres of walls and walls and floors he's doing because you've got no, you've given him the drawings, but you've got no reference to what, how much he's including. There's no mention of any electrical work. Did you discuss that? Not really, but that's a good point. There definitely is electrical work. Yeah. I mean, I want things like, well, we did discuss replacing the exhaust fan. I didn't discuss installing an exhaust fan in the vanity, in the ensuite bathroom, which needs to be done. So those things have to go in. Yeah. So you want to get clarity that electrical work is included. Is everything going back in the same position? Yes, it is. But there would be some additional electrical wiring required. Like I want to have a LED underneath the vanity, which I want to have motion detector so that when you get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you just walk in and there's a soft light. Um, Luxury. Things like that. And then the Christina Reed, who came and had a look, gave me some important advice that you must not vent a bathroom into the roof space, which because it would cause mould. And I was oblivious of that. Now, in the main bathroom, the exhaust fan vents to outside through the wall, so that's not a problem. In the ensuite, there is no exhaust fan. And if I'm putting that in, that's going to have to be ducted. Yeah. Not into the roof space. So there's some details. Okay. So all the sanitary wear is being, there's no repositioning of anything. Is that correct? Absolutely nothing, no. Other than okay. the, the toilet system will be in wall instead okay. of... And he, he, I talked about that because another plumber had said, well, we need to specify the depth of that wall based on where the waste pipe goes through the floor. And yeah. this builder said, that's not a problem because they can put in a like a curved pipe to waste through where exactly where it's located. He said that was not a problem. So but okay. I was aware of that based on the other plumber I'd spoken yeah. to. Yeah. Well I would like to see that that like it's specific that it is actually an in wall toilet. I guess the thing I think is when you get something like this, a quote like this and it's low on detail, I think What that would flag is you need to be fairly rigorous with your due diligence. I'm sure there is no issue here, but you want to know that they do have attention to detail in their work. Well, I thought I should be inspecting some of their renovations. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I've met him, even though they come as a recommendation from 
a friend who's not that close a friend, but I've always respected them over the years. Yeah. And that being renovators and builders themselves, they wouldn't recommend someone who they didn't think was yeah. quality. But I still would like to see some of his work. Yeah. So I think given that this has been given to you in Excel format, I would be adding in the detail that you want yeah. so it's really clear. Okay. You want to think about where your floor level is going to be. So is he going to remove the topping, take the floor right back to basics? He should be, the old topping. So, yeah, you want to have some clarity about that. Yeah. The other thing that he's not mentioned is silicon and in bathrooms. And that's important because sometimes if tilers can get away with it, they'll cork joints that they shouldn't. The building code requires that the joint between the ceiling and the wall and at the corners of the walls are done with silicon. Mm-hmm. And so you want to make sure, like it's a little thing, but it it has to be done correctly. Yeah. Now One he's thing given... I was considering with the bathroom design is <clears throat> not the whole house, but I've got cornices to the ceiling, but I was thinking of, of removing the cornices in the bathroom and having a square set. So I haven't discussed that with him. Yeah. And that's, so if there's any plasterboard that needs to be installed, if you take the cornices down and you find that the the ceiling plasterboard doesn't go right out to the wall, then that's something I mean, is that's that the sort of thing that I'm being unnecessarily pedantic in terms of Renovation plus, like, does it is it going to increase the value of the property when I go to, when I get to sell it, or um, should I just stick with consistency? Are you having cornices in the rest of the house? No, well, I'm leaving them as is. I don't want to go to the expense of removing them throughout. I tend to think it's a pretty easy thing to do in a bathroom, and I think that it's it makes the bathroom look more modern. So I would definitely yeah. be including taking them off if you can, yeah. I'm feeling like some of these details are going to get two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 extra of the quote. Well, I wouldn't be be paying more for it. It's a simple thing. And so let's talk about that in a minute. Now let's assess the quote. So we've got demolition of two bathrooms. And rubbish removal. Yep. So I would probably budget around about $5,000 for that, given that you're a walk-up, might be a bit more. Yep. Okay. Let's say six. Yep. Then we're looking at the rendering. Normally that's about $700 a bathroom, so it's another $1,474. Then we're looking at tiling and waterproofing. Now, At the moment, I haven't done one in Sydney for a while. So the one I did in Echuca was incredibly cheap. So I'll refer to the last one. Newcastle was about Mm 11,000. And I probably, I think that's probably a pretty good for waterproofing. Was that for tiling and waterproofing? Yeah. 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 So what are we up to? 16,400. Then we've got. Plumber and electrician, there won't be a hell of a lot of work for them to do. I would say electrician, maybe 1500 Let's do $2,000 for because yep. what are they doing? Just changing over the light fitting and putting a bit of 
Yeah, I think that should cover it. Yeah. Then plumbing, maybe 2,000 a bathroom. Okay. So what are we up to? Did he say he'll install shower screens? Great. Yeah. By the way, so, I remember the lesson from the class project in Newcastle where you had specified that they have to put the groove for the shower screen and it has to be tiled in and they didn't do it. Yeah. And so I have a clear memory of making sure that's done. So it's, it's just a small detail which makes a big difference. Yeah, so same thing happened at Darlinghurst. So the channel goes into the wall tiles only yeah. so that when you're installing the shower screen, it's pretty easy. Yeah. But, I'm thinking yeah. I'm hoping that I can actually get off-the-shelf shower yeah. screens rather than yeah. custom. So the only thing you need to think about then is the height of the shower screen. So if you want your height to be lining up with any other line, but mm -hmm. if you're, are you tiling to the ceiling? Yep. Yeah. Well, if you're tiling to the ceiling, it's not going to be an issue. You can make, right. you can create your mm -hmm. own line. It just looks a bit dicky if you've got tiling yeah. going to one height and the shower screen not going all the way up. Yeah, I get it. No, uh, well, I, I currently tile to the ceiling, so I'll keep it the same way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so where were we with costs? My mental arithmetic is so at sixteen fifty, eighteen fifty, and what do I say? Three thousand a bathroom. It's probably a bit heavy, but we'll do it anyhow. Eighteen fifty, twenty four fifty, and then there's the installation of bits and pieces. So. I think that those bathrooms could cost you roughly twenty five thousand, yep. and so you're paying a premium of about seven thousand, which I think is money well spent. Yeah, I, I think that's good. I mean, the, yeah. quite, it's thirty two thousand just for the purposes of the listeners. Yeah, and I'm not as fast at, with mental arithmetic as you are, Bernadette. So, and then of course I've got my costs of the prime cost items. On top mm. of this, mm. so you that said was, the other day, off the top, you had about ten thousand. Yeah, yeah, and it look it probably won't be that much because now, from memory, that ensuite is quite small, so you haven't got the same amount. Yeah, I really only have a basin and the shower screen, and then I've got the fancy taps. I am keen on having two shower with a friend. Yeah, three people in the shower, so. I want to have two taps. Too much information, James. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So, and the and other I found thing... the taps, which because I found them in a hotel in Canberra, and I sourced them, and they're perfect. So, an, yeah. an easy one. And then what Christina Reed told me was because I'm on the top floor, I could have one of the showers be a rain shower above, and the second one attached to the wall. So. That's not too much information. No, that's not. Why do you have to be on the top floor to have a rain head? Oh, it doesn't. You don't have to, but it's kind of easy to do. In fact, okay. one of my neighbours has just done a window on, on the floor below me and they've got a rain shower. Oh, nice, I know what nicely she's done. talking about. Because they've got a cavity in, like above the shower so they could do the plumbing that way. So you're talking about a ceiling outlet? Correct. Great. Okay. Now, just two more things that we need to check. How are we going time-wise? 
two more things we need to check. One, he makes mention of GST, but he doesn't actually specify yeah. whether it's included or not. Yes. Okay, so yeah. you want to get clarification on that because if it's not, then you've got another 3200 on top of it. And the last thing is you want to find out if he's including things like sand, cement, adhesive, yeah, all those bits and pieces yep. that because he's saying this is doesn't actually say labour only, by the way. So he's saying that this is a labour only quote, but normally you would not supply those yourself. You'd have the trade. Yeah, supply. I remember when we had the tiling done on the common areas, I supplied the tiles and yeah. the tiler supplied all of the materials, the screening and the grouting and stuff. So Yeah. And yeah, there okay. wasn't waterproofing in that situation, but that would be normally covered. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so, time frame. Is well, he said long? six weeks. Okay, well, that's pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's ideal. If I have to move back in here and there's a little bit unfinished, that's not a big deal. It's like, yeah. as long as I can have a shower, so and use the bathroom, yeah. even though there are those facilities in common areas in the building, but yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Well, he, he must be planning that you do buy off-the-shelf shower screens because he's saying he's installing it. Normally yeah. you wouldn't. I discussed um, that with him. Yeah. I mean, he said he's got very good suppliers. So between the suppliers that I have with my trade accounts and his, yeah. I will have to get going with shopping. Yeah, uh, to specify all that stuff. Yeah, I, I've been researching for quite a while, so I pretty much know what I want. Oh, one question I have for you is the vanity. You have mentioned that ideally I would get the cabinet maker who is building the kitchen, which I'm not proceeding with yet, would build the bathroom cabinet at the same time. Yeah, the same, so consistent design, but. That's not really feasible in this situation. No. So I'm thinking of, I want your advice on buying an off-the-shelf vanity. Yeah, well, there's lots of great companies for buying vanities. So, oh, who have I looked at recently? Like even Temple and Webster, the build, do yeah, vanities. Yeah, I've, I've been looking at those. Yeah. They're, they're some very nice ones. Yeah. It's right. not to specify a style there, whether you're going to do the, what's that yeah. bearded look? The, the vertical lines. Of the, oh, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Like we did behind the, behind the bed at Freiburg Street, the class project. Yeah, yeah, um, sort of like a scalloped. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I quite like that. but And that's just a matter of, I guess, a stylistic choice. Personally, I don't feel too concerned about matching the kitchen design with the bathroom design. I can keep it similar in it's all going to be yeah. modern. I think it needs to be consistent and it doesn't need to match perfectly. But have you got your mood boards done? No, Bernadette, I haven't got my mood boards done. Okay, well, in between having conversations with your I haven't either, so but with your builder, I would I would suggest you get those done because then you'll have a feel for how it's going to work with the rest of the house. Yeah. Well, I do need to decide on tiles because when I was discussing this design, I kind of was attached to the idea of it being my 
I don't know, I don't think forever home. A walk up a park that doesn't turn out to be a forever home, but a long term home. Now I'm more keen on on cashing out and moving yeah. on. So therefore I need to be much more mindful of what's saleable in yeah. terms of tile colour. Because I always yeah. try to go for dark, like dark grey, like quite a, quite dark, but I think I should go lighter. Yeah, yeah. So what I'd suggest you do is go to some of the opens in the area. Yeah, uh, okay. Particularly of new and renovated apartments and just get a feel for what the market likes. Better get my skates on. You had. And so then I remember ages ago you've had all sorts of opinions about tap finishes. Yeah. Like brushed nickel, brass, chrome, black, blah, blah, blah. I'm inclined to go chrome, that simple chrome, but but I'm okay. interested in your input. Well, I think if there's a possibility that you could be selling your property when it's the Renault's finished, I'd probably go for something with a little bit more bling. So I probably, personally, I don't think brushed nickel really, it's quite hard to keep it looking nice. doesn't mm. look that gr- polished. So I'd probably go for a metal. I saw the other day, I think it was in Reese's showroom, they had a had like a dark timber vanity with brushed copper fittings and it looked mm. so good. And I think you really do want to, they, it's like the jewellery in a property. Yeah. Chrome is very serviceable but it's a bit pedestrian. Yeah. So, and if you want to sell it, I think you want to give the property some bling. Yeah, I think no. one of the factors will be my fancy double tap for the shower. Um, ah, if that's have you and that's in multiple yeah? finishes, then okay. I can work. That, I'm thinking I need to work out from that point. But of course, I don't need to use it. I can have separate taps. But it was just such an elegant solution. Yeah, yeah. Because you have one pipe in to it. Or yeah. two pipes, hot, hot and cold, and then two taps, which take the pipe separately to the two shower screens, and then both control separately. No, oh. I hate those. I hate those showers where you have to choose between one outlet and another. That's absolutely not what I want. With so, diverters, are you talking about? What's that? Are they the ones with diverters? Yeah, diverters. I, yeah. I hate diverters. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're not a good user experience. So just before we finish up, with the your overall resale of the property, there have been recent sales in the building. What were those? I know they were bigger. They were... No. So there's six units. Mm. The four-bedroom unit on the t- top floor like, like mine sold mm. for 2.2 yep. <laughs> about 12 months ago. And it was unrenovated. Unrenovated. Yeah. And the two-bedroom unit below me, which is the same size as mine, it sold for 1.43. And it was, I would say, a pseudo-renovation. They've since re-renovated the bathrooms because they were a proper renovation, painting over tiles and crap like that. Yeah, yeah. So that was 1.43. There's been quite a few... Two bedroom units sold around in the area. I would say I'm probably at about one point eight. 
Yeah, that's what like, I'd be targeting. Like kind yeah. of even now, it looks like prices are going up. Yeah. So put the idea in my head of a $2 million sale. Well, if it's 1.8, I would be, I'd be over the moon with 1.8. Yeah, and so that's why you need to put a lot of thought into those finishes because yeah. it's the finishes that are going to, so you can't put more square metres on. We've figured out the floor plan so you can get another bedroom in and it is a full-size bedroom. It's not like, even though you use it for a study, it's not a subs, an insubstantial floor space. No, I mean, it's not a big bedroom, but it's big enough. No. Yeah, and, of course, the other thing is, yeah, so you just really want to make sure that you've got a really schmick finish to the property. Yeah. Well, in terms of that, apart from the moving of creating a new kitchen and the new bedroom slash study, I would do new doors from the balcony or from the living room onto the balcony. At the moment, there's three panels. One of them slides in the middle, quite old-fashioned. I would make that at least two of the panels sliding or four which slide like a stack. And yep. then I would put a small timber deck on top of the deck for just a portion of the balcony. That would be very indoor-outdoor, very kind of entertainer-friendly, and that nice. would be a big wow factor. Nice. Yeah, I think you're on track. And, of course, this is all part of the process of Renovate Your Retirement, which is a strategy that we really love. And one of the things that you want to do if, you're, if you've got a mortgage is get rid of it. And so yeah. this will get rid of your mortgage. Well, this gets in one rid of the mortgage and it gives me enough to go to the next place. Yeah. For, I mean, I've seen properties in the area. Yeah. Literally as low as 500. That's pro that was several months ago. But if I can get something that stay in the same general area and can renovate again, then I'm on my way. Yeah, and we call that climbing the property ladder. Yeah. So basically you, you each one gives you more equity in your home, but you should be able to knock it out in just one project. Yeah. Thank you. That's very helpful. Thank you too. And if you are listening and you are you've, you have something to contribute to this conversation, we'd love to hear from you in the She Renovates Facebook group. So hop over there and, yeah, let us know what your ideas are. I guess you're going to be asking for progress photos. I will definitely be there. asking for progress photos. I actually can't wait because this reno has been on the agenda for so long. <laughs> it's really exciting that it's now. And it'll well, give you a big psychological boost to yeah. feel like you're making progress. Like Tony Robbins says, happiness, it's not about having what you want. It's about feeling like you're getting there. It's a yeah. journey. So, well, yeah. Well, I'm sure I'm not the only listener who's been prevaricating or renovating for a while. So, and I know you've got some really amazing events coming up, which is like renovating your principal place of residence. So, yeah, yeah maybe this is a contribution to that. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, thank you, James. We'll sign off now and I'll see you next week. Thank you. This is the She Renovates podcast. To discover how to harness the power of renovating, check out theschoolofrenovating.com.